anyone's out there and they need <laughs> they need to think of something yeah. to shake up their relationship, then maybe you should consider <laughs> sleeping with someone in IKEA. Hello and welcome to Fill in the Blanks. I'm your host, Eliana Jiwa, and today I will be talking to my friend and fellow art student slash artist, I should say, Annie Watkins. Hi, Annie. Hello, Eliana. Do you want to introduce yourself and say your pronouns as well? Yep, I'm Annie Watkins, she, her, and I am from the south coast of England. I'm, like Eliana said, I'm studying fine art at Central St. Martins. I'm an interdisciplinary artist. I'm currently living in Baltimore on the east coast of the States in Maryland. Amazing. Yeah, I really wanted to get some people from some varying places in the world because I thought that would be a very interesting contrast to see what everyone overhears. So I don't know if you want to maybe talk a bit about your practice first just so that everyone has a bit of an idea. You said you were an interdisciplinary artist so maybe a bit more about what that entails. Yeah so I'm kind of, um, I guess I'm primarily a painter though I've been pushing away from that for a while or I guess not wanting to class myself as a painter just because I feel like it's too limiting. That probably is <laughs> what I am primarily. Um, but I also really like making films that are slightly more kind of meditative, reflective, slow pace. Um, and my paintings are often abstract kind of abstract oil paintings that bring in natural forms um, relating to the human body, but also bodies found in nature. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> it's really hard to talk about your practice. It is. I really hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's something that we all have to do and we're all terrible. I know. Like... I'm like, every time I talk about my practice, I'm like, I, I really should get a better grip of what I'm actually doing I really yeah <laughs> I just kind of make stuff and I don't fully reflect on it a lot of the time figure it out as I go along <laughs> yeah um well do you want to tell us about maybe your relationship with sound in general because for example for me um over the past year especially I feel like my relationship with sound and other people's voices in particular have really changed because I think a lot of us are hearing things a lot more online and out and about in public spaces rather than, you know, in each other's homes or mm. verbally one-to-one. -one. Um, so yeah, my relationship with sound has completely changed. I think I find it um, far more reassuring than I once did. Um, I think before I was I mean, I still really enjoy peace and quiet, but I think mm. now when I hear someone else's home or when I'm out on a walk and I hear like a big group of people like having a drink or something, it seems so mm. much more comforting than it ever was before. So I'm just wondering about how you feel about um, your relationship with just like sound or um, things overheard in a public space. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I haven't really thought about it but it's I an guess abstract question <laughs> it's true that there is there are so many more divides in a way like yeah or so much more separation whether it's kind of wearing a mask when you're 
talking to friends um, yeah and actually not seeing other people's faces when you're having conversations with them or like you said talking over zoom or over the phone um and having those jolty conversations that break up with bad signal or whatever so it really has changed conversation the way conversations are had and maybe the way yeah I relate to different people in my life which has been really interesting but yeah I think I think you're right it has changed how I kind of receive hearing other people's conversations as well maybe or it is like I don't know exciting just seeing groups or gatherings of people and hearing laughter and I think yeah I think like before lockdown a lot of my comfort might have been received more from like physical touch or just Mm. like kind of being in the presence of someone but now I think it's changed so much more to just like picking up the phone and talking to my friend who I haven't seen in months and months and just instantly feeling like connected Mm. in a different way to the way I probably would have before I think before I used to be really impatient I'd be like it's really great talking to you but I'd really like to see you Mm. but now it's like god it's just so good to hear your voice or it's so different now and like I feel like maybe for you because you've not been in the same country as where you're from like it's a lot of how you've been communicating with your family is just purely through sound um, which I think is just so interesting that like technology has allowed you to feel so connected when you are so physically disconnected to someone Mm. which is I think a lot of where the interest in this podcast come from because um I overhear a lot of people having different conversations Uh and for some reason I just feel so connected to them sometimes I'm like wow that person said exactly what I said last week or sometimes I'm just like I have no idea what this relates to but it sounds absolutely hilarious out of context yeah um I think we can get started on your list um which I assume are things you've all overheard around in Baltimore yeah so what's your first one the first quote is you know I used to be a gangster and that (laughs) is from (laughs) my neighbor I was sitting out on the porch um in the sun like last week or whenever it was and I was just sitting reading and he was talking to our neighbor like further up the road so we I'm living in a row house at the moment and porch kind of culture is quite a big thing so like you know people sit out on their porches and talk to their neighbors and um this particular neighbor he he's an older gentleman he's I think he's in his 70s and he always sits out on his porch with his dog Momo every every morning like throughout the day he'll just like be out there um and yeah so whenever I sit out he he often is out there like just chatting to people as they walk past and um that's so cliche American (laughs) movies like on my porch with my dog yeah (laughs) I love it's that. It's so great. Yeah, I love it. Because you do just have conversations with random people kind of walking past sometimes. And he, yeah. he's the kind of person, he's lived there for a long time. And he kind of just knows 
everything that's going on in the neighborhood. He knows everyone. Um, yeah. He, he's just, because he's there all the time, he's super observant and he yeah. sees everything that's going on. So whether it's like good things or bad things, he, he knows. He like has the in on everything. So he was talking to our neighbor further up and I couldn't hear her side of the conversation, but I could hear him kind of responding. So I don't really know what the full conversation <laughs> around this was. Mm-hmm. But that's I was like, good though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For this podcast, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if he did used to be a gangster or not. Maybe I should ask him at some point. It's an interesting one. I feel like also, how old did you say he was? In his 70s. Wow. So he's probably like really thinking back now. <laughs> this is probably like yeah. him and his prime, like probably reminiscing about something. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's so, such an American thing. I don't know if it's just because I know that that's where you are that I'm just like, wow, it seems so American to say that. But like in London, you would never be like, yeah, I was a gangster. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, that just isn't a thing. No one would ever say that. Um, Uh I just really wonder what they were talking about. Maybe he was, like, reminiscing about his youth or maybe he was just joking. Like, you never know. He could have just been... It could have been sarcastic, but Americans aren't very sarcastic, so... No, it's funny because he talks a lot and shares a lot about his past and things. Mm. And this hasn't been something that's come up before yeah so I don't know I wonder if it was just a joke about something Mm. because I hadn't he's never mentioned it before yeah in conversations we've had so but it it does feel like it's more common like gang gang war type things or like I know lots of people who in high school witnessed gang related shootings and yeah gang related violence and things so it does feel like it's more present than it would be in the UK or at least yeah in my school we never had anything like that happen gang related stuff (laughs) no I feel like in school in England it's like there are cliques sometimes of like Mm. you know like I think that's like that in every school like especially portrayed in movies there's always like this is the girl clique and this is the popular boy clique and Mm -hmm. I don't think any of them would ever describe themselves as gangs I think that has like quite a negative connotation in England to say that you were like part of a gang I think would make people assume something negative of you rather than like something positive maybe um because like I think it's related a lot to like gang crime or gang culture and they they don't have very good connotations. So it's also an interesting statement to be like telling someone else <laughs> with like pride. <laughs> I used to be yeah. a gangster, like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Did you commit a crime or <laughs> yeah. are you just telling me that you were like part of a group that all wore, I don't know, skinny jeans when skinny jeans weren't cool? <laughs> <laughs> very abstract. Yeah. I don't know if people in gangs would actually call themselves gangsters I've never really thought about that but yeah I feel like you you wouldn't maybe if you were in an actual gang surely that's like the first rule of being a gangster is to (laughs) say that you're a gangster (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, so that would make you That's so funny. much less cool if you were like, yeah, I'm a gangster, I'm in a gang, like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably you just not. have more than three friends and you cannot call yourself a gang just because yeah. there are more than three of you. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. What was your next one? My next one was, didn't they burn down the domino factory? Question mark. <laughs> Do you remember where and you were when you heard this? Yes. So for this one, I was going on a walk around the harbour because Baltimore is a port town or a harbour mm-hmm. town. So I was just going for a walk one evening and there was a couple sitting next to me and we were kind of looking out facing um, the Domino factory, which is the sugar factory. So Domino okay. is the kind of main sugar brand like mm. what is it Tate and Lyle or something in yeah. the UK so that's that is the kind of main brand that supplies sugar to the whole of the US I guess and I mm. think I think Domino yeah I think that's their main factory in Baltimore so there, there's like a big one of those big um signs that light up what are they called the yeah sign? maybe like a big yeah and I didn't hear the rest of the conversation but they were just asking didn't they burn down the Domino factory? So I don't know. I don't think it actually did burn down, but maybe it did in the past. There was like smoke coming out of it um, at the time. <laughs> I feel like there's smoke coming out of a, a lot of yeah. factories probably yeah. have smoke. It's so funny when you said that originally, because I obviously am not there. I did not know that this was a, a factory. Uh-huh. When you said it, I was like, I was like, Domino's. I was like, okay, pizza, Domino's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Domino's the game like is this a factory where they produce like single rectangular dominoes Uh just with different I was so confused I was like this this is so random like (laughs) why would they burn down maybe they if it was a pizza factory then of course it would burn down maybe because like surely that would be a hazardous factory to have but why would you burn down a factory that makes dominoes the game like What's wrong with Domino's? <laughs> Very weird. Um, I also wonder here, like, yeah, I also wonder who's who they are in this statement. Mm. Like, who are they? Like, was this an arson attack? Yeah. What what are we what are we dealing with here? Have you just uh, overheard a crime that's happened? Or <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sounds like a calculated. Um, calculated fire rather than a fluke fire yeah which is if there was one because i didn't even know yeah. that there was one or when they were talking about there being a fire like mm. was it in the past sometime years ago or was it recently like has it been rebuilt has it it's fascinating yeah i don't know i should probably look into it and find out <laughs> <laughs> See, if you hadn't uh, overheard that, you would never <laughs> want these massive desires to look into yeah, <laughs> sugar factories in your spare factory, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was your next one? The next one was one that I also overheard when I was around the harbour um, mm-hmm. on a different occasion at a different point, a different place. Um, it was in this place called Fells Point, which is a more historic kind of area. And it was this woman, um, she said, ah, oh, that one's upside down. That baby duck's upside down. 
And <laughs> there were these baby ducks on the water. And the water's really disgusting in the harbour. Uh, really polluted, yeah. really gross. There was a lot of, like, kind of scummy stuff on top of the the surface in this one area. And I'd kind of, like, I was walking along and I'd stopped and I was looking at these ducks and this lady said said this. And then I looked down and there was there was a baby duck kind of on its back, just, like, struggling with its <laughs> little feet up in the air. And then I saw another one that was dead on the water. Oh, my God. <laughs> This is such a traumatic walk you had. It was really sad. And then, so I mean, I overheard this, but I also kind of knew the context. But I think maybe because you overheard it, it made you, maybe you wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. If you not overheard her make the yes. statement. So I wouldn't have stopped this, this power to watch. No. You would have never known that there was an overturned duck. I know. It was very <laughs> or, sad. Or a dead yeah. duck. Yeah, And then the mum duck, or the dad duck, whichever one it was, actually came back. It was, it like came back and circled around the dead duck. And it didn't do anything. And then it like circled around the, the one that was like struggling. And then it just like swam off and left them. <laughs> I was like, wow. It's probably the dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely the dad. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to get cancelled for saying that. <laughs> I feel like at that point you're like, well, there's nothing I can do, so I'm going to give up here yeah. and quit whilst you're ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like having walked around so much recently without my headphones on, mm-hmm. like, and listening to other people talk about things, sometimes they'll, they'll be referencing something that they can see in plain sight, which means that I will then look up and be like, oh, yeah, I would have never looked at that yeah. before. Like, I think sometimes we're so in our own world with headphones or like even just like completely dissociating when you're walking Mm -hmm. which is sometimes a really nice thing because it can be really meditative but like I think like actively walking and being like you know what I'm going to just listen out for what I hear is like a really powerful thing to do sometimes Mm -hmm. because it raises things that you'd never seen or thought of before I feel like sometimes when I overhear people comment about things around me I'm like wow they're saying it through a completely different Mm. lens to how I'm seeing something especially like people who aren't used to the area maybe mm-hmm. like how we all see things so differently um which is something I've only really come to like appreciate more through eavesdropping on other people's conversations yeah <laughs> it is it is fascinating because you asking me to take part on this podcast has transformed the way I kind of go about my daily life in a way because yeah I do over overhear conversations all the time and you know listen to people's conversations when I'm in public places or at work or whatever but it's not kind of in the same way as really attentively listening to points and like writing them down and and then like thinking about them and analyzing them and um that's yeah just been really interesting in a way yeah. And it, yeah, it does it does kind of bring up things or it kind of changes the direction your mind is going in or yeah, the things you're focusing yeah. on or which it's it can be really powerful in a way, can't it? Like Yeah. How one person's yeah, comments can transform where your mind is going or something. Yeah. And I think like having to write them down cuz I overhear things. I used to overhear things a lot and I would like 
laugh about them at the time and then instantly forget them like by the time I got Mm. home to like retell someone the ludicrous thing I'd heard that day I would be like oh I actually can't remember it at all yeah having done this I feel like there are so many that are just permanently etched into my brain now because I just would have never really paid as much attention beforehand Mm. um which I think is really interesting yeah yeah so my next one is yeah What's the point on being married all them years if you're going to go out there and take advantage of that? And this one <laughs> was I overheard when I was in the supermarket. Giant, to be mm. precise. Um, it was in Waverley, which is around where I live. And it was this guy talking on the phone really loudly by the checkout. Mm. And I was just kind of walking past. It was, sounded like he was arguing maybe with, I guess, with his wife or something. Um, yeah. And yeah, I didn't hear the rest of the conversation, but he sounded very yeah. angry. Sounded like <laughs> it's a full on domestic happening in, yeah. the, in the supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> I love listening to things like that because I just think, like, at the time, you don't realize that other people can hear you as well, especially mm. like it's one, it's one thing like telling someone else who you're standing with the story, but like telling someone over the phone, like I feel like I have no perception of how loud I'm being sometimes when I'm talking to someone over the phone. Yeah. So I'll be talking about something that's like completely inappropriate for other people's ears really loudly and then get off the phone and realize everyone else around yeah. you probably heard me talk about that. And especially um, when you're in a heated discussion or argument like a really emotionally built up thing charged yeah then it kind of you kind of lose perspective of where you are and your surroundings because you're so engrossed in that conversation and it's like yeah the people around you aren't really there it's like you and this person on the phone yeah yeah I feel like people feel safer sometimes like having big emotionally charged conversations over the phone because they're like oh the people around me can't hear what's happening on the other line Mm. so it kind of it's like a bit of anonymity and privacy Mm. but at the same time it just leaves everyone else being like what on earth are they talking about like what's happened who's cheated on who like because I yeah I just I wonder if like maybe his partner had done something wrong and he was like accusing them or like or whether maybe they were like discussing someone very close to them who had done something wrong and he was like so overtaken with anger Mm. that he was just like really going at it down the phone so yeah I really wonder what what was happening yeah that would have been a really shit way to deal with like someone cheating on you or something yeah (laughs) like in the middle of a supermarket like I don't know I feel like maybe I would have waited till I'd gone home and to like but sometimes I guess you're so overcome with emotion that it's like well here and now that's where it's gonna go so I wonder if he found out about this situation or whatever happened when he was in the supermarket or how he found out or like yeah how that even came up in that moment yeah (laughs) was he just like yeah was he just like picking up some eggs and was like you know what I'm gonna confront her right now (laughs) or them right now yeah um or whether like someone like messaged him or rang him and was like did you know that this is happening and he was just like right well I'm gonna deal with it yeah deal with it right here right now maybe not even gonna yeah very bizarre I have had I have overheard some really interesting conversations in supermarkets recently there was another one this was like a little while ago so it wasn't kind of in the time scale of this but there was this woman who was talking to this man 
who she clearly didn't know they'd met in the supermarket. And she was really yeah. loudly and aggressively kind of talking to him about the second coming of Christ and like Trump and all this conspiracy theory stuff. <laughs> wow. And like telling him, you know, quite aggressively about um, all of this stuff and I was just like in the aisle just kind of looking for some peanut butter or something <laughs> and she kept on like <laughs> looking at me and and it seemed like she was wanting to kind of include me in the conversation yeah. oh god <laughs> and but they were talking so loudly and I was like oh this is this is not what my British self is used to <laughs> kind of <laughs> all these opinionated people like shouting their views in a public place <laughs> yeah in England it's like don't discuss politics religion (laughs) like anything like that like nothing you should bring up at a dinner table yeah did the person that she was talking to you seem afraid as well (laughs) i they seemed they were kind of like passively involved in the conversation Mm. they were kind of like nodding and you know saying yeah every now and then but yeah she was i feel like in that situation if someone was doing that to me i would i would the easiest thing to do would be to just agree until they stopped yeah rather than put add fuel to the fire and be like yeah but I don't agree with this like you're gonna be there for a while if you start doing yeah. that maybe that's like a really British thing to do though like we're very non-confrontational <laughs> yeah. people so I think it's like just smile and wave yeah. and hope they go away <laughs> yeah I feel like America's very politically charged it is very <laughs> not to say that England isn't but America more than most places I've seen mm-hmm. it just seemed to be it's very much big divide more out everything. there and yeah yeah I feel like there are, of course there are political divides and things in the UK but it's not as yeah. like in your face and yeah yeah people aren't and as public. outspoken about it maybe yeah because I've seen in America they put like banners and things or like signs in front of the house to show if they're like a Republican mm. or blah blah like in England I mean some people do do that like especially when it comes to election time some people will put like you know labor or something on their window like you can get those stickers but i feel like no one would just keep that there all the time yeah. like that would be so bizarre in england i feel like it varies so much in england like whether you're up north or down south like how much more outspoken people are about it mm. but yeah what was your next one the next one was yeah nah yeah nah yeah nah yeah <laughs> hang on maybe i'll say that again (laughs) it's so weird like repeating quotes from people because i'm not i'm not doing it justice you're not there yeah yeah because i know i'm losing their kind of their accent and their yeah where they put inflections yeah and and where they put emphasis and yeah but i'll try anyway so this one was a guy who Again, I was, like, out for a walk, um, just in, just around some, like, houses and things. Mm. And he was on the phone again, and he was really, like, he had lots of energy, and he was um, just talking really loudly and uh, animated. He was very animated when he was talking. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah. You can't say that, man. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I was just passing by him, so we... He carried on walking and carried on his conversation and I did as well. And yeah. It's so, I don't know. It sounds so animated as well. Like I feel like I would never say that. Uh-huh. I don't know. It sounds like scripted, like a scripted way of saying 
something. Yeah. You could kind of imagine the person on the other side of the phone, like, saying this outrageous yeah. thing that they'd said and I'm trying to, like, person. imagine the accent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm trying to imagine it in an American accent as well. Yeah. Just, like, how different it would be. I would try, but yeah, no. um, my housemates say <laughs> I do a terrible job of American accents. I'm pretty good at, like, a southern country accent, but no one really talks like that here, so... <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I think it would sound very different in a yeah, southern accent. Yeah, it wouldn't accent. work. But, like, equally, it sounds, like, so different in a British accent. Uh-huh. Like, I just can't imagine someone... British from anywhere like north or south being like yeah now yeah now <laughs> yeah I can imagine like a Londoner saying that maybe maybe like um a roadman <laughs> yeah not me, <laughs> not no, me I don't think either of us it works <laughs> no. with our voices no at all <laughs> uh, that's the thing like I wonder what it was it's funny that we're kind of changing the context so much by repeating these random quotes. It's like, it's kind of completely taking them out and putting them in a new context. And so, yeah, it's really... Especially like, because there's like such a culture difference as well to what we know. Mm. And so over there, like I feel like doing these with people who are from England, even even people who are like up north I can still relate to or understand the context so much more just because I can picture how a British person would say something Mm -hmm. so it's so interesting to hear like I I'm struggling so much to find like fit in the context of all of your quotes because I'm like it's just like it wouldn't happen here like Uh (laughs) these things just wouldn't be said here or wouldn't be construed the same way it's so so different Mm -hmm. yeah it's quite funny it is yeah there's so many different characters I think that's what I love about being in Baltimore or being in different places you you're just surrounded by characters that you wouldn't come across in England or London or places that you're places you're from like I came from Bexhill which is a kind Mm -hmm. of old people seaside town in the south of England to here and it's just like it's such a contrast I love it yeah yeah it's just it's so fun seeing and being surrounded by such different people yeah and hearing such different conversations because yeah it'd be interesting to go back now and like and start listening to those kind of conversations or listening yeah to it'd be so interesting when you come back to like do this again and learn what you've overheard like when you've been back home or when you're in London like I feel like that would be yeah you'd probably pick up on such different things yeah (laughs) especially like by the seaside with loads of old people yeah They love a good natter as well. They do. So you'd overhear, like, I think, I think, like, the older generation love a good gossip, yep. love a good natter. Um, so this one was whilst I was out for dinner at this Mexican restaurant with a friend, um, and we were sitting at a table, and there was this group of three friends sitting at a table next to us, and mm-hmm. at one point, um, we were just, like, sitting there waiting for our food, and one of the girls at this table uh said this literally ha- this literally happened at work she slept with him at work um at work oh, God. <laughs> yeah. so yeah it's just it's funny knowing not knowing the workplace 
or yeah who she is and yeah who he is and yeah the whole <laughs> scenario the whole context yeah. I wonder if her and her friend, like, they all worked in the exact same place or if she was just retelling it to someone who doesn't work there. Or maybe they knew that they all knew the same people or something. Yeah. Because I feel like that would, like, make it really, like, gossipy. Like, did you hear that he slept with her or he slept with this guy or blah, blah. Like, I feel like that's such a, that is such a conversation that you'd have with, like, a friend over a meal. Uh Just catching up and gossiping about everything that's gone down yeah. but i'm just so intrigued like what establishment do they work at to where they can sleep with someone at work and not get caught because surely there are cameras that's such like a office scandal uh-huh. like it was after hours and they both were working late yeah <laughs> sounds so dramatic if it was an office oh yeah it's fun God, God help us if it was like a restaurant or something. Like, yeah. how unsanitary. A school or a hospital. Or... Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know where would be like the worst place to, to sleep with someone at your work. Like, I feel like sleeping, if you're a teacher and you sleep with another teacher at a school, that's probably pretty bad. Yeah. Like in a classroom, I feel like... that would be. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like a hospital has probably been done numerous times. Yeah. They have access to a lot of beds. Um and a lot of but... cleaning supplies, so it could be a very sanitary <laughs> Yeah. Very, very safe sanitary <laughs> situation. <laughs> yeah, gonna disin- disinfect that bed yeah. now. Um <laughs> Yeah, but then like, equally it's like and kinds of things around. Yeah, but equally it's like maybe maybe you wouldn't want to have sex with someone in a hospital because there are a lot of germs. Yeah, that's true. At the same time. It's like <laughs> it's like I don't really want to be exposed <laughs> in this environment. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I think like yeah, maybe sleeping with someone like if you worked in a restaurant would be pretty pretty bad mm-hmm. because there are only so many places you could probably have sex would be like on the tables which wouldn't even like to know <laughs> um like going there the next day um or like in the kitchen again really wouldn't like to imagine no. that or like in a back room somewhere i, know, I guess store cupboard yeah which a store aren't beer, generally that's like so cliche yeah, yeah. generally very pleasant definitely uncomfortable yeah no or a retail scandal. environment yeah surrounded by lots of clothes maybe a furniture store that would be mm. fine on a bed somewhere yeah <laughs> ikea <laughs> that would be a pretty good place <laughs> for that to happen yeah that sounds like quite a bit of yeah. fun <laughs> <laughs> so many rooms to choose you can just go through yeah. them <laughs> no this kitchen no this kitchen yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be really fun you actually. could like carefully <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what a great date idea. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's out there and they need, they need to think of something yeah. to shake up their relationship, then maybe you should consider <laughs> sleeping with someone in IKEA. It always makes me think of Five Hundred Days of Summer and the mm. scene when they're like going around IKEA and yeah, <laughs> it just it feels like a very yeah. romantic scenario. Just being yeah. in IKEA on a date. I feel like having, even if you don't really know the person very well, maybe having sex in somewhere where you're not meant to, other than like the thrill of it being risky, does seem to have like that air of romance to it because it's like, it's a, I guess it's like a passion thing, right? Because mm. it's like we literally can't wait to get to a more appropriate place to have sex. Yeah. Therefore, we'll do it right <laughs> here, right now. So 
it definitely feels like it's weird because it's like they're gossiping but imagine like how it must have been for those people it must have been like this romantic like romantic or like passion filled like let's do this and now it's like other people have taken it and repeated the story and been like wow did you hear about this and then we've now gone and repeated yeah. it and are now <laughs> speculating the whole situation yeah, yeah it's so <laughs> I funny. bet those poor people those poor people probably didn't realize that, <laughs> that their comp that their their um having sex would now be discussed yeah, on, on a podcast online by yeah by two british people like one person sitting in her flat in London completely unrelated to yeah. the conversation it's so wild <laughs> it's not really how yeah just on a Monday afternoon speculating <laughs> their romance yeah. <laughs> yeah like I wonder how how much we're in other people's conversations like people that we yeah. don't know like maybe we were, yeah. we were I don't know in the background of someone's photograph for something crazy yeah exactly they're like oh who's this person let's speculate about their life yeah yeah Yeah, exactly conversations we've been overheard having that was gonna be my last question was gonna be what do you think a conversation you've had with someone might have been overheard and misconstrued in an incorrect way like maybe what you were talking to someone on the phone or something because I can think of so many times where I've had a really big discussion with someone on the phone and then been like oh shit someone's definitely overheard Uh that um um, one example Mm -hmm. I'll give you so that maybe it'll help you think of one so this wasn't me me talking but it was someone I was on the phone with who will remain anonymous Uh and they were talking to me about a situation and halfway through I said to them god like you're in the middle of the street like people are probably listening to you and thinking oh my god and this person was talking about their yeast infection (laughs) (laughs) and I just like I just thought wow so many people that you've just walked past have probably just overheard you constantly repeat about your yeast infection and (laughs) about how like the raging burning sensation and you've just completely like imagine all of those people having gone home and been like oh my god you'll never guess what I overheard on the street today this girl was on the phone or this guy was on the phone talking about how this person has a yeast infection Uh (laughs) so I feel like I have to be way more careful yeah. with what I say. <laughs> now that you're Is there anything that you can think of that you might have said that you probably shouldn't have? Mm. I definitely... The other day I was having a conversation with a close friend of mine um, on the phone about masturbation. And I can't remember, like, specifics of what I was saying. But I definitely remember mm. I, was, I was sitting out on my porch again having this conversation. Yep. And my neighbour, the same one who <laughs> is maybe was maybe in a gang um was yeah came out and sat on his porch with his dog at the same time as i was like telling my friend about as we were having this conversation about masturbation and and then i was like suddenly super aware that he was there listening (laughs) and i was like okay i'm gonna go inside now and continue this conversation out of earsight from other people but um yeah i was very quickly that's a good one that he was yeah. there listening <laughs> I was like yeah I need to move that's good but like sometimes you can be so caught up in conversation that you just completely forget that you are in fact in public yeah because we were very engrossed <laughs> in this conversation and... yeah I can imagine it's a de- it's a topic to be discussed at it length, is so. it is <laughs> um what was your final quote 
Um, it was, he stacked, let it go. And this one, I don't actually remember where I was or who it was Mm. that said this. I was trying to remember, but I I really couldn't. So obviously it didn't stick out that much to me. (laughs) He stacked? Yeah. Did you say? Yeah, stacked, let it go. So I was thinking, does that mean like stacked with money, like rich? Surely we're, we must like, I'm really bad with a lot of um like slime <laughs> yeah, but I feel like do. it surely it this must be on like urban dictionary somewhere <laughs> and we're both just being really oblivious I think that's what it, it is sounds like, stacked but in my head stacked it sounds like it must be like ripped oh maybe but then but then they say let it go so surely it must mean something negative like he's ugly let it go rather than like He's ripped, let it go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe... Yeah, you're probably right, actually. <laughs> maybe it was someone talking about someone else having a lot of muscles or something. Mm. And maybe this other person didn't. Yeah. And they were just like, let it go. This person's stacked, you're not. <laughs> oh, that's savage. <laughs> That'd be such a savage thing to say to someone. <laughs> let it go. You're just, like, ugly and they're not. Like, yeah. You've just got to, you've got to live with it. You've got to go with what God gave you. <laughs> That's such go. a savage thing if that was the actual connotation of it. Yeah. Because stack to me sounds like a more positive attribute than like a negative one. But then again, I literally have no idea what the word means. I mean, stacked, to stack it means to fall. Yeah. Right? When you're like skating, like you stack it, yeah. you fall. But stacked implies that they have a lot of something, maybe. Yeah, like. You're built, you're yeah. hench. I don't know. Yeah. It's a very interesting one. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll never know. We I, I should urban dictionary that after this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I just Slow. have. I'm gonna... And it says, oh, well yeah? built, muscly, or packing big titties. <laughs> That's the second. <laughs> so. Mm. That's a savage remark to make to someone in that case. It is. <laughs> Pretty savage. It must be like. Maybe they were talking about like um, like someone choosing someone over someone else. Mm. So like you know like they're stacked, so let it go. Like that's why they chose them. You know. Maybe that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Which again is savage. Yeah. <laughs> I would let never say that to someone. I'd never be like, listen, okay, the person they're dating now is just way more attractive <laughs> yeah. than you. You just gotta let it go. Find someone else. I thought I'd read you maybe two of mine. I have a long list, but um, I'll read you maybe two. Okay. For like, I'll read one more interesting and one more vague. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't remember when most of these were said because I've been curating this list for about a month and a half. So um, the first one was those hips were swaying. I don't remember <laughs> overhearing this. I I imagine um I imagine like I was probably on a walk somewhere. Uh-huh. I think I might have been walking along the canal and I overheard um I remember it it was a a guy saying it to his friend who was a girl or a girlfriend or someone uh-huh. and I don't know 
I don't really know what they were talking about. I was, we were like passing each other in opposite directions. So I never got to like listen to any more of it. But I was just wondering, I mean, I maybe they were friends because maybe he was like, damn, did you see that other part? Uh-huh. I don't think they were talking about me. Let's reference, <laughs> let's confirm that first of all. They were not talking about me. Um, <laughs> but I just, I wonder, yeah, I wonder if he was just like, damn, did you see that person we walked past like five minutes ago? They were uh-huh. swaying. Or like, maybe he was like, if they were a couple, maybe he was like saying to her, like, you know, those hips were swaying. As in hers. <laughs> yeah, like, um, yeah. I don't know if you would say that to your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Seems very vague. Yeah. And the other one, I do actually remember where I was Mm -hmm. when this was said I was walking with my friend we were in a shop um on Oxford Street and we were walking down the stairs and a couple were walking up the stairs and they were probably in their 40s and the woman just went twat and just like (laughs) kept walking and like that's all we heard and we both burst out laughing because we both heard it and it just seemed so like and she said it like so viciously like just so was she with anyone she was with i think her husband okay and i don't know maybe they had just had like a really bad experience in this shop Uh and like the customer service was really bad and they might have been talking about like whoever was serving Uh them but then we both turned to each other and we were like i hope that wasn't to us (laughs) because because like obviously with covid you have to like walk down one half of the stairs oh, and right. climb up uh-huh. the other half and we were walking on the correct side so but immediately my mind was like maybe she was saying it to us maybe she was like these twats are walking down the wrong side but we weren't so I don't know but she seemed like very angry about the situation <laughs> <laughs> so I just wonder if maybe it was a bad customer service experience that yeah. she had just witnessed it's also such like a British thing to say yeah you I twat feel like, you, you twat <laughs> Yeah, like, that's such a British yeah. insult to have. Like, <laughs> no one really say that. Twat. I wonder what yeah. people in America would think of that, like, if someone overheard you saying it. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, wow, did you hear that girl? She was British. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That was so cute. <laughs> Twat. <laughs> Twat. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Let's Google it. Yeah. <laughs> it is such oh, a weird dear, but... word, actually, isn't it? Twat. Yeah. Like, where did it even come from? It is so weird. I don't know. Because, like, when you're younger, did you ever read The Twits? Yes, by Roald Dahl. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Twit. Yeah. So I wonder if... I wonder if it... I don't know where it came oh, from. Maybe it came from that or something. It must have, like, worse connotations. Yeah. So I feel like... And then it's been... Yeah, just normalised. Thank you so much for coming on, Annie. Yeah, thanks so much, Eliana, for having me on. If anyone, I know you didn't mention this, but you are doing the Radar podcast. I don't know if you wanted to plug yourself on that before this is over. Yes, you can find us at radar.net. That's our website. And on the website, there's a page for the podcast and you can find a link there that goes to our anchor site, which has the links to where our podcast is. Yeah, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, SoundCloud, I believe it's on. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram as well. My Instagram is Annie underscore Watkins underscore. So you can find me on there. But it was lovely talking to you. Thank you for, thank you for joining yeah, me. Thanks so much. <laughs> it was really fun talking.
You stupid idiot. <laughs> Sorry, you can cut this bit. <laughs> yeah.